We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Blood Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. It's um, Monday, well not Monday, Tuesday. I've lost track of my freaking days because of this on-call crap. And uh, I had a really nice podcast for you guys last week, but of course, I'm still getting used to all the new controls in my car, especially this Apple CarPlay crap. And basically what happened was... Is, um, well, I plug in my phone to the one to this one. There's two USB chargers. There's the one that's the lightning charger where it doesn't connect to anything. It just charges the hell out of your phone. And then there's the standard USB that plugs in, you know, like almost like an auxiliary. Well, that one, for some reason, takes control of my microphone on here. And well, when I was so happy recording my nice little podcast for you guys, and it was a really good one, by the way. At least I thought. It uploaded way too fast, and my sixth sense told me was as I was, um, you know, I was clo- about to close the app. I get to the con- create podcast. I noticed that my microphone there was no activity from it, like it was dead. So I um, decided to go. Let me pl- let me play my podcast, and it was like freaking twenty five minutes of dead silence. Nothing, not a zip zilch. So, now I'm back on it, finally, because I was a little bit frustrated over this, but we'll uh, start digging through some topics here. Obviously, the first one, we got a bunch of them, actually. Well, first, I wanted to start off with, with, with uh, Darrell Revis retiring. Obviously, you know, Revis had a really good career, and I thought he could have lasted a lot longer, but as I was reading some of the articles, you know, from a lot of like you know, Jets, Jets blogs and things, it seems as if Darrell maybe he may have burned himself out at the end of his career, and uh, I think he knew his he, he knew he was done eventually, which is why he went to New England and got his ring. After that, he went to the Jets, and he was just not the guy he used to be. So, in his case, I think the man just gave us all early, and there's nothing wrong with that. He had a, he was literally one of the greatest corners in NFL history for most of his career. You just couldn't throw on him. You know, we we will love to see more at the end, but you know, we didn't. We just didn't get there. 
There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But like I said, I looked up the uh, Rivals class of 2004, and he was 25th in that class. And, you know, that was a pretty supposedly stocked Whoopio class because you had Andrew Johnson, you had uh, Anthony Morelli, Tyrell Sales, A.Q. Shipley, a whole bunch of other guys. Uh, McKillop, Gunn. And there's one person, one of uh, my followers mentioned to me, he said, you know, Adam Gunn could have had, you know, was, really good, was a really good player. Yeah, so is McKillop as well. So those were, you know, those were really good players, of course. I mean, a lot of these guys had really good college careers. It's just uh, Revis, and Fort, you know, for his case, he had a really good college career and he had a really good NFL career. But, uh, you know, some of these guys, you know, we really missed out on. Well, not really. I mean, Anthony Morelli... He had a really good college career. I mean, he had a decent college career at Penn State. And he you know, he won about eight or nine games a year. And he played only two years. Maybe three if he could have registered, but he didn't want to for whatever reason. But it worked out for Penn State because Daryl Clark was in the wings. And they did a lot better with Daryl Clark than they did with Morelli. And Morelli had, had a, you know, for his, you know, for his sake... He had a really good Penn State defense because you have Puzlozny, Connor anchoring that whole thing. They were really good. And also he had a loaded receiving corps. I mean, Jordan Norwood, Dion Butler, Derek Williams, all three of those guys saw Tommy in the NFL. Not to mention he had Andrew Corliss as well. And Corliss was in the pros as well. So think about them. Really had four guys... Four NFL caliber receivers he had to throw to. But, you know, Andrew Johnson, he got buried in the depth chart in Miami, and I think he finished up at Akron, but that was about it. James Bryan really never had any type of career. I mean, he was in Miami and finished up at Louisville, and I think at one time both those guys wanted to come back to Pitt to finish up and... I think Dave Wanstead wasn't having it. At least it's from what you know, from what I've heard. But yeah, Revis really didn't camp out, and you know he he was known for that uh, five touchdown game you know, in the in the finals, state championships. And not too long after that uh, that happened, he verbaled the pit, and. Uh, Playing a BCS game his first year, and I mean the guy pretty much he was NFL caliber from the day he came, he stepped on Pitt's campus. We all knew that we all knew the guy was going to go pro as eventually when, it, you know when he was going to go. He was that good. Now, here I am trying to get up in traffic. But, um, all in all, he's going to be, you know, his next stop's obviously going to be Canton. 
and we add another pick player to you know to that list of uh, Hall of Fame NFL Hall of Famers. Now, ACC Media Day came and went, and obviously Pine and Dizzy talked a good bit about Kenny Pickett, and I was looking at Pickett's film and for the games he played, you know, last year, I was really concerned about tight end being that safety net, for, you know, because how crucial was that one year with you, especially with Orndorff, how well he played. But I realize that Kenny is going to be pretty much the weapon himself because of his mobility. And one thing I know, one thing I noticed is how in a lot of these passing situations where Miami sent the blitz, Pitt picked up part of it and it always opened the hole and he would just take off and run. And that's the thing about Pickett is we got a pro-style quarterback who happens to have plenty of mobility and can scramble, which makes him even more deadlier. Because not, not only can he sit back and make reads, but if, some, if something's out there that he can scramble, he'll do it. So, one thing we need and we really need is somebody step up at wide receiver. We need that going for us. Because otherwise we're going to have a bad time. I mean, we had, you know, leadership, leadership last year at receiver, but for, we didn't have a quarterback for most of the year. So, not to mention, you know, our, our offensive line, we have to see how that's going to take hold with the new coach. And we got a new defensive coordinator as well. So, on paper, things do line up. We're going to have a really exciting season here at Pitt. Although, it's going to be really tough. Pitt was picked fifth to finish, pick, you know, to finish fifth in our conference. Not the, I mean, not the conference, but the division within the conference. And, you know, which is fair. I understand. I get it. We went five and seven last year. And it just gets getting tougher. Because, you know, if you look at the division Pitt plays in, it's not really an easy division at all. It's pretty bloated, actually. Because you got Tech, you got North Carolina, Georgia Tech, Miami, and even Duke. Because Duke's had some good years. So... It's a load. I mean, the whole, the whole, that whole, that whole division's loaded up with really good teams. It's tough. I mean, it's not easy. I mean, and not to mention these guys, these, t- this, these teams are pretty much going to beat the crap out of each other all year, all, all, all season anyway. So the daunting task of even going like, say, twelve and 0 for a season, that would take a lot, especially playing in this division. Because teams just beat each other up. So I, you know, personally, I can give. I mean, it's fifth in the fifth in the coastal, and I can really give two craps about that. I mean, it's it's pre it, it's preseason crap. 
you know, we've had all these preseason awards and stuff, and they're they're just awards. That's it. I mean, it, it's just preseason. It's it's to say, just to say, oh, you're good. You're good before the season starts. So at least you get to beat your chest over that. And there was plenty of other stuff going on. I mean, with the you know with the media day. Besides all that, there's also the uh, topic of uh, hot dog toppings, which Pat Narduzzi said you got to go all out with the chili onions and the and the mustard. And I, you know, I totally get where he's coming from. I mean, personally, I've always been just a ketchup guy. Yep, just boring, bland ketchup. Sometimes it's like a little barbecue sauce. Depends on the hot. Depends on the type of hot dog. In the you know, the brand, you know, I like on the Sam's or Costco because you get that you know two dollar or one fifty dollar hot dog combo, and it's like that. And they get those big ass all beef Nathan's hot dogs. They're good as hell, and pretty much, I mean, and that's lunch. I mean, that's if there was like a Sam's or a Costco near where I worked, I, shoot, I would go there for lunch every day. I mean, they got pizza slices cheap as hell, too. And the pizza isn't all that bad. I mean, it depends on how much of a snob you are. In terms of pizza goes. You know, it's like those beer It's like those beer, uh, beer snobs who tell you how inhuman you are because you freaking drink Miller Lite. And sometimes you need, you need a light beer because uh, if you're drinking all day, you need a light beer. You know, plus the plus the light beer. It's yeah, it's watered down, sure, but you you're still keeping a steady buzz, and it's keeping you cooled down. Whereas if you, if you you know if you have a you know a cooler full of craft beer, you can't drink light beer like you can craft beer. Craft beer. I mean. I mean, I'll be honest. I try drinking like like it's light beer as well, and you just can't do it. It's your buzz catches on way too quick, and next thing you know, you, after about an hour at your bar, you're ready to freaking call a cab home. So you have to drink it slowly, you know. You know, maybe sip it like wine. So. We're getting off topic here, but hey, it happens. But uh, yeah, as far as hot dogs go, I mean, yeah, I like you know, I like the chili cheese and mustard, chili cheese and mustard as well. I, I sometimes like a little nacho cheese, but it has to be you know the jalapeno type, where you you know where you take the the cheese sauce when you make it, and you you take the pickled uh, jalapeno juice, and it tastes like steamed nachos, and it's so good that you would just want to guzzle the cheese rather than just dip and dip the nachos in it. It's like the same thing when I go to the O. I mean, when I go, if I ever go to the O, which has been light years, I always got a hot dog there. My friends on the other 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 hand would always get pizza. And you know, when I was in high school, we'd all you know, this is back in the late nineties or mid nineties actually. We would get the pizza, and it was three dollars. And but for me, I wanted the hot dogs. I could I could have gave two shits about pizza. The O was known for their dogs, so that's what I wanted. The uh, I can get pizza freaking anywhere from a pizza place. The only in a pizza place. 
I mean, that's, I mean, that, that pizza was like some low-budget bullshit, you know, that's, that, that's the Antunes quality, the, uh, the Antunes isn't bad once you get past the, the cardboard taste, other than that, it's really good, but you gotta eat Antunes fresh, but still, the three bucks for pizza, you still, you can't beat it, though, I mean, it's a lot better than uh, going to uh, the gas station getting a Gino's or a Totino's pizza. I mean, it's a little bit, somewhat more healthier because it's your, it's actually, it's actually freshly made food. You know, not sure if it's organic on bleach or gluten free and all that other crap, but it's still a lot better for you. But yeah, I mean, I remember when the O opened on the cell side, and this was like back in two thousand. 2001, it was like a freaking gold mine for me because, you know, you get shit-faced on Carson Street, and then you finished up at the O, but then, uh, I'm not sure what happened, the one day the O closed, I forget for what reason, remodeling or something, repairs, it never reopened on the south side, I was crushed. I'm not sure if the one on 286 is still open or not. I, I doubt it. I mean, I, one, you know, when I was back in Pittsburgh, one thing I noticed was pretty much all the Vincents closed. He, and he had a bunch of shops all over Pittsburgh. You know, when we got off the... I mean, when, I, when we were going up to Iowa Park, we were driving down 30, and he had a shop... Tor- you know, right, right before you got on the turnpike, he had a shop. That's gone. You know, I know the one in Plum was gone, and I figured, I didn't, and you know, went through Penn Hills, I didn't see the one there either. So I'm guessing he just has that one on thirty. But as, you know, like like as my dad said, you know, his 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 um the people who inherited his business, I guess you know his his offspring. They're not, you know, he said, it's just different. He said, back then, Vincent, you know, Vincent was, you know, he made obviously good pizza, but he wanted to make money off of it. Hence, he opened up all those shops. Whereas the other, um, whereas, you know, the younger group, they, they, they're not interested in that. They just want to, you know, they know that the one on 30 is the, is, is the money maker. So let's just focus on that one and forget about the rest of them. And sure, maybe they don't want to, you know, manage all those different shops. I mean, when you expand, it's a pain in the ass. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys, when it comes to hot dogs, you have your own type of, uh, your own type of uh, theory, you know, your, your own process of what you like to put on your dogs, how you want to cook them. You know, for me, I mean, when I grew up in the Mon Valley, for me, it was Jim's Hot Dogs, and I was always obsessed with toasting the hot dog buns, because, you know, it, it, it was so awesome, but I could never get them like theirs, and now they sell the sauce, too, which is good, so, we'll, uh, move on from that. So Penn State and Temple are working on a football series, and I think they've already agreed on it, as, as, as last I read. Which to me is kind of hilarious because you know we had some uh, certain people in the you know Penn State media types tell us, well, you know, 
they just don't want to play Pitt. It's just they, there's so many other good P6 programs out there, P5 programs. They don't have to play Pitt. They can play so-and-so and so-and-so. And, you know, they respond. And, and of course, the school responds by doing signing series with Nevada and now Temple. So, you know, they can... And I'm sure, you know, it was done for obvious reasons. One, it's Temple. I mean, yeah, sure, it's not the Temple we used to know. But Matt Rule's gone, so what happens there, I don't know. You know, plus it's in Philly, and of course there's a whole, you know, it's a whole pipeline all around there, so. You gotta have, you know, get those guys at the games. So there you go. But that's just the that's just the Dana life of things, and you know, I just think I just want to pass along. I just thought that was hilarious, you know, you know that uh, we have other important programs to play, so we won't play Pitt. Oh, but we'll play Temple though. Yeah, whatever, dudes. And then finally on the news thing, the Pitt alumni basketball team, I guess you can say. Not so much alumni. All the old, all the old pit players from the glory years of pit basketball had to, you know, got the, you know, some of them got together and they enrolled in that little tournament for money and and they got upset. They, and of course they could, they didn't make it past the first round. They got upset by the underdogs and I I just replied back. You know, when I saw a tweet come past, I just said no comment because I really didn't want to get re- reamed <laughs> by by some of the Dixon fans on, on my on my um, on my newsfeed <laughs> because I just find it hilarious that uh, the coach who last you know his last few years of Pitt had a hard time getting out of the first round, let alone the first weekend of a tournament. <laughs> his uh, his players uh, got got upset in the tournament by the underdogs. So, I guess old habits die hard. But, yeah, I figured I'd throw that along. Anyways, guys, I'm stuck in a bumper to bumper right now because there's a major accident. I should just brought my sleeping bag and just slept in my car because I'll be here a while. Anyways, guys, hell to pit. Bye.